The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Twitch. The Closing Time Podcast is back. Sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. I'm Joe Aguirre. I'll have a brand new co-host, Sanam Salati, who's my broker, my mentor, and my good friend, and one of the most knowledgeable people in Connecticut in the entire real estate industry. We're going to be talking about the latest goings-on. We'll keep you up to date on the market, and we're going to bring on some really great guests all throughout this season. People in all different fields in the industry, like accountants, home inspectors, mortgage reps, and so much more, just to give you a better understanding of the Connecticut real estate market. We're so excited for a brand new season of the Closing Time Podcast, part of the CMG Podcast Network. It's sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. Go see Heidi and Glenn Parchman to file your taxes for bookkeeping, business advice, real estate investments, or whatever your accounting needs are, including cryptocurrency. Just visit RockyHillAccountants.com. We'll see you all season long on the Closing Time Podcast. What's going on, basketball fans? We are back here with the Posting Up podcast. As always, I am joined by Sean Scanlon and special guest today, Steve Risser. Thanks for joining us, Steve. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Uh, <clears throat> ooh, excuse me. Um, so we're winding down the season. Obviously, a lot of playoff implications still to be figured out. But we've been talking about that a lot over the past couple of shows, so... We don't want to just uh, bang a hammer against your guys' heads and slam the same stuff over and over again. So we're going to start uh, getting into some awards over the next couple shows. <clears throat> um, we made some predictions at the midseason point that are, uh, I don't remember exactly who took who and who took where, but we'll I'll review that over the weekend and I'll compare our picks now to our picks then. And, of course, to who actually wins the award. So, um first award we're going to go over today uh we're going to do three today and the first of the three is going to be sixth man of the year steve i'll start with you who do you got winning this award and why it was close for me between tim hardaway and jordan clarkson you got to give it to jordan clarkson the guy's averaging 17.6 a game i mean he's a re- he's one of the reasons why the jazz are, are such a deep team he's one of the reasons why the jazz are the number one seat i mean he's just been phenomenal for them this year I mean, and and I think I think you know it's, I was between me and Hardaway, but I'm going to go with Jordan Clarkson. Sean, what about you? 
I agree with Steve here. I think it's it's pretty obvious that it's Jordan Clarkson. Um, Tim Hardaway is not not a name I really thought about, but that's uh, that's a good point. He's been playing well as of late. But Jordan Clarkson, like Steve said, I mean the Jazz's bench have, has been phenomenal. There's there's a reason they're the number one team in the West. Uh, him and Joe Ingles are a great duo to come off the bench. But right under 18 points a game, uh, he gives them a spark every time that second unit comes in, and he's got the green light too. He he likes to he likes to shoot uh, whenever he gets any kind of opening space. So. Uh, and, and it's been working out for him this year. He's got a career high in points, and uh, and he's doing it off the bench, which is pretty impressive. But uh, yeah, number one team in the West, best record in the league right now. And uh, it's it's not only because of him, but I mean, it definitely helps that that second unit uh, brings a spark, and it, it all starts with Jordan Clarkson. But uh, yeah, who do you got? Yeah, I mean, I hate to go with you guys on that one, but it's it's if it wasn't so obvious, it would it would be uh, obviously a, a bigger conversation. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, I mean. It's been absolutely phenomenal. We've seen him score anywhere from 20 to 40 points this season. I mean, the guy's a monster. Uh, he'd be starting um, if the sixth man wasn't his role, but I, f- I feel like that, that benefits the Jazz, like Sean said. Um, he could easily start on this team. He could easily start on a lot of teams, but uh, he knows his role. He's good at his role. It's like a Lou Williams. Um, he knows he could start, but he doesn't because he comes off the bench and he provides that um, – Second scoring boost behind Donovan Mitchell and um, Bob Donovich there. Who Bob Donovich had a crazy game last night, career high. Yeah, oh yeah, nice. yeah, he was great last night. Um, so when you got guys like that, especially in the absence of Donovan Mitchell, um, great things for this Jazz team coming. Um, another question for you guys regarding the Sixth Man of the Year. Obviously, Joe Ingles is a um, is is another candidate on this list. Uh, Steve, you mentioned him Hardaway. If you had to pick a dark horse to win this award, that's not Jordan Clarkson. Would you pick Tim Hardaway? Absolutely. I mean, you look at the way he's played since Porzingis has been out. He's been he's been outstanding. I mean, he's got uh, like four, he's got four straight games of scoring over twenty points. He broke. He tied a franchise record for the Mavs, uh, hitting ten threes on Tuesday night against the Heat. I'm definitely saying Tim Hardaway, and he's the third best player on that team. And you could argue the second best player because of how much time Porzingis misses. That's true. That's true. Um, Sean, if you had a dark horse to win this award, who would you pick? Um, other than Joe Ingles, who I mentioned, I, I think he'll be up there. But I think Montrez Harrell is a name that uh, will probably get some vote, uh, some votes at the top of it. Um, I think he'll probably finish either top three or, or top five. I don't even know if it goes that deep for uh, six man of the year. But I, I think that, you know, he provides a spark for the Lakers. Uh, I think he's averaging around 15 and seven. And, and he did the same thing with the Clippers. He he comes off the bench. He's an instant scorer. He gives a lot of energy, great rebounder. He gives you good defense. So I think if the Lakers weren't struggling as much, he, he'd be uh, – more of a favorite of a name up there. And he, he hasn't been playing as much ever since they acquired Andre Drummond. Uh, he was a did, uh, did not play last night, no health concerns or anything. The, the Lakers just didn't play him uh, against the Blazers. So it, it's kind of a tough situation for him ever since Drummond got there. But I, I think he definitely deserves some consideration. Yeah, for me, it's going to be um, a little bit of bias here with my Sixers. Um, it's going to be Shake Milton. I mean, this guy might not obviously be a league favorite for sixth man of the year, but certainly he is an important piece of this Sixers team uh, coming off the bench, averaging 13 a game. Um, these past two years, he's kind of just sparked into that guy you can rely on for some buckets off the bench. Um, he, he certainly provides that <clears throat> that spark to the bench unit. Same same as Joe Ingles. I mean, him, their stats are pretty comparable. Uh, Joe, Joe Ingles is a more consistent shooter, but other than that, I think they're they're pretty comparable players in, in the 
spark and the um, importance they bring off the bench. So Shake Milton with a little bit of bias sprinkled in there would be my my dark horse candidate. Shake, Shake can score the bucket, though. He, he definitely knows how to do that. He can. Um, <clears throat> I should have worn my Shake Milton shirt. I have one of those. Um, anyways, we're going to get into um, the most improved player next, but we'll get into a, a game break first, uh, get into some games we're looking forward to coming up this weekend. Uh, then we'll run an ad from Clovercrest Media. It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the tagger? High fly ball, right field. Grossman back, track, wall, see ya! Into the second deck. A grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge. And the Yankees are pouring it on. For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Sports Talk with R&J featuring uh, Steve Risser right down there on the bottom of the screen. Great show. Check that out along with all the other great podcasts on Clovercrest Media. Um, getting into some games we're looking forward to this weekend. Uh, a lot of good and, and a lot of good basketball first off and a lot of important basketball coming up. Uh, we saw last night's posting up podcast game of the night between the Lakers and the Blazers. The Blazers took that one and bumped the Lakers down to seventh in the West into that play-in picture. Uh, guys, Sean, I'll start with you some games coming up this weekend that you're looking forward to watching i'm gonna go with tomorrow the game uh on espn at 3 30 the knicks and the clippers uh the knicks they they played the suns last night and it, they had the lead for most of the game they ended up blowing it late uh and so they they're trying to stay in that four seed trying to get home court advantage uh they're a half game up on the hawks and then uh, i believe the yeah, the Heat are a game back of them. So they're trying to stay in that four seed to get home court advantage. And for the Clippers, uh, they're in the three seed right now. They're trying to hold off the Nuggets uh, for that four seed. So obviously all these games coming down the stretch, a lot of playoff implications. But just in terms of matchup-wise, it's going to be fun to see Julius Randle going against uh, Paul George and Kawhi. And we'll see if other guys like, you know, R.J. Barrett, uh, Alec Burks can step up for the Knicks. But I, I think it will be a really good game, two really good defenses going at it, and uh, big playoff implications coming down the stretch. So I, I think that's going to be one, a good one to tune into. But, uh, yeah, what do you got, Steve? I got I got the early game. I got the Celtics and I got the Heat. And, here, and, the, and the, the big reason why is the Heat right now are the number six seed in the Eastern Conference. There's a big di- – people don't, haven't been talking about this. There's a big difference between getting the five seed and the and the six seed. Because if you're the six seed, you could potentially have to play the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. If you're the, yeah. if you're the five seed, you, you could play the Knicks or the Hawks. That's a huge difference, especially for a team like Miami that could potentially make a run, just like they did last year in the playoffs. Like, say Miami gets – the, the, the five seed and they get like the, the uh, Hawks or the Knicks, they could beat one of those two, one of those teams. And then they very easily wouldn't surprise me if they upset the Sixers too and get to the conference finals. So it's a, it's a huge game for Miami because if they can win this game, they get closer to getting that, that number five seed. And it's a big game for Boston too, because they want to stay out, stay out of the playing tournament, but the way they're playing, they're probably going to be in the playing tournament. There's got to be changes with that organization at the end of the season. Yeah. yeah Celtics for sure have, you know, not been looking great this season reminds me of the season that the Sixers had last season and uh certainly Steve like you said that changes need to come changes came for the Sixers new coach new um president of basketball operations I think Brad Stevens wishes he took that Brad Stevens wishes wishes he took that deal at Indiana because I think he's gonna be gone at the end of the year Ooh. that that's a bull he, he might be 
but I wouldn't doubt it. I really wouldn't doubt it. Um, although they have treated him like um, a god up there in Boston, so you but, never know. But, yeah, but the thing is, is what are you going to do? You can't get rid of Tatum. You can't get rid of Brown. Are they going to get rid of Danny Ainge? I mean, someone's got to go, and I just think Stevens is the guy who's got to go. Yeah, he might just be the fall guy at that point. Uh, but change does need to come for Boston. I agree with you there, Steve. But um, oops, my uh, game coming up this weekend that I'm looking forward to is also on Sunday, so all of us picking some Sunday basketball. Um it's at night, 10 o'clock Eastern, uh, Suns and the Lakers. I'm going to be keeping a close eye on all these Lakers games. Uh, we don't know if LeBron will be playing in that game yet. Uh, Davis obviously is back, so he'll be playing in that one. Uh, Devin Booker, Chris Paul going in that one, trying to fight for that number one seed in the Western Conference. So importance for both teams if the Suns can clinch uh, home field, home field, home court home advantage court. throughout the uh, playoffs. That would be huge for them. Um, especially with some fans starting to mingle back into the stands. And obviously, here on out, every game is important for L.A. and uh, fighting in that play. And I, they're the seven right now. You never know if they could stay in the seven, slip to the eight. Or seven and eight are kind of interchangeable. It doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, without a doubt, that's an important game coming up. So um, get into our next award we're going to predict coming up. It is the most improved player. A lot of good candidates for this award, guys. Uh, Sean, I'll start with you. Who you got winning this award and why? Uh, I'm going to go with Julius Randle. I think that uh, it was pretty close when we did the halfway predictions, halfway through the season, but I, I think Julius Randle came away with it, especially the, the oppressive run that the Knicks have had. I mean, he's just been you know, the cornerstone for that team, their best player. And his numbers just across the board have improved drastically, not just for his career averages, but even from last year. He went from 19.5 to 24 points this year. He went from 9.7 rebounds to 10.2, and then the assists went way up. He almost doubled them, three assists last year to six this year. So he's been doing everything for that team, and not just offensively, but defensively as well. And, I mean, he's, he's just brought hope back to a franchise that really needed it in the Knicks. Obviously, you know, they've had a tough stretch the past couple of years, but Julius Randle, he really has improved everywhere, especially shooting the ball too, not just mid-range, but three-pointers. He's really stepped up there. So I think Julius Randle will be my answer here. Uh, I think guys like Jalen Brown kind of fell off in the second half of the year. Jeremy Grant has been hurt, and the Pistons suck. So I don't think that he's really up for it now. But I think Julius Randle will definitely be my answer. Uh, and I, I think he's got some serious consideration for MVP. I, I think he's definitely got a good case. I just don't think he'll end up winning it. But he, I think he's got a good case for MVP, honestly, though. But I, I think most improved is the award that he'll take home. I think it is Julius Randle as well. But I'm going to pick another guy. And that's Michael Porter Jr. He's averaging 19 points a game. He's uh, he's up from his his point per game average, average is up from last year. We saw flashes from him in the bubble, but since Jamal Murray's been out, he's really stepping it up. And this Nuggets team has stayed afloat. I mean, a lot of people thought with Jamal Murray out that this team wouldn't have a chance. This Nuggets team has stayed afloat. They're in that three four range, and uh, they they could easily get they could easily get the three seed. And I think a big reason for that is the play of Michael Porter Jr. Since Jamal Murray's been out, so I'm going to go with Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, uh, I would also go with Michael Porter Jr., but someone who um, I have liked the play of all year. So I'm going to pick Michael Porter Jr., but someone I think uh, who deserves more recognition than they've gotten, especially, you know, they were getting a lot of it in the beginning of the season, but they got injured, and then um, the talk kind of faded. Is Christian Wood, uh, 21 points a game, nearly 10 rebounds, uh, a block and a half, um, Guy's playing phenomenal. He's shooting 37% for three, which is good for a big man. 
50% from the field. So the guy has kind of taken a down year for Houston and given some fans a, uh, a, a reason to hope, although Christian would, uh, he's actually, I thought he was a little older than he is. He's only 25. So if they can retain him, get some good draft picks, uh, maybe make a trade or two. I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. Looks like he's going to blossom into a great player down there in Houston. So, you never know. Houston, sooner rather than later, could be making a push. I'm just joking. It's going to take them a while to rebuild that down there, but certainly things are looking brighter than they could be, and that's thankful to Christian Wood um, down there in Houston. So now that we've gotten our most improved player picks in, we'll run another ad from Clovercrest Media before we get into our Rookie of the Year picks. The Seattle management is going to give you their time of day. What makes you think that Jerry Jones is going to listen to you? Sometimes they're blowing teams out by overtime. Come on now. When they're on, they're on. Again, I'm going to need you to write LeBron a letter, send it to him, and say, LeBron, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to hop off your bandwagon. Don't do that. All right, so the rookie of the year, and this is this is kind of one that has a short list for the candidates, but nevertheless, it's been an exciting, exciting few rookies to watch here this season. Um, Sean, we'll start with you. Who you got winning this award, uh, rookie of the year? Uh, I'm gonna go with Lamelo Ball, even though Anthony Edwards in the second half of the season definitely made a great case for himself. He he improved a lot, and he's played in pretty much all the games. He played in 20 more games than Lamelo, but I think Lamelo, you know. The Timberwolves are pretty bad, and, you know, Lamella's got his team in the playoffs right now, and I just think he's the better overall player. I think Anthony Edwards uh, hasn't been scoring by a little bit, but Lamella's a more efficient scorer, better better shooter. Uh, he's a much better passer, and defensively, he's a little bit underrated. I think he's got uh, 1.6 steals per game, so his, his long arms, he gets in the passing lanes and gets deflection and stuff like that. So I, I just think that LaMelo Ball, he's really changed that uh, organization. Obviously, they got contributions from Gordon Hayward before he got hurt, and Terry Rozier has been playing well. But I think LaMelo has really been the, the turnaround for that team. Uh, and like I said, he's got them in the playoffs. Uh, some hope back for the Hornets after, you know, Kemmer Walker left. They've had some a, a couple down years. But I, I think that he's finally turned that around. And I just think that uh, he, he's really impacted that organization a lot. So I think Anthony Edwards definitely has a case. I think Tyrese Halliburton is a name, too, that might get some votes. But I think Lamelo will come away with this award. But, uh, yeah, who do you got, Steve? I'm going to agree with Sean. I'm going to go with – even though Lamelo Ball has missed a lot of games, I'm going to go with Lamelo Ball. And Sean makes a great point about the impact. Anthony Edwards is scoring a lot of points, but where's the impact? Where's the where, – where, where's – it's not translating to wins. It seems like Anthony Edwards puts up a lot of numbers. I'm not criticizing him. It seems like he puts up a lot of numbers but it never translates to wins. It's, it was the same way in college at Georgia. It never translated any wins. So I like, I'm like i going to take LaMelo Ball because I think he's made an impact on that, On the, especially before he got hurt. He really was making an impact on that Hornets team. He was a big reason why they were in the playoff race. So I'm going to go, even though Anthony Edwards has a case for how many points he scored, I'm going to go with LaMelo Ball just because of the impact he's made for this Hornets team. Yeah, I, I once again hate to agree with the both of you, but Lamella Ball is the obvious choice here. Uh, Anthony Edwards obviously can pour it in. We've seen him score in the 40s um, this season. But, yeah, the wins are the most important thing, Steve. I certainly agree with you. Um, Lamella Ball has taken this Hornets team and you know kind of gotten them ahead of schedule with their rebuild. Uh, they're going to get some playoff experience this year. Uh, hopefully get into a playoff series and and maybe get a few wins. But uh, the experience is the most important thing, and this team would not be getting any playoff experience had it not been for LaMelo Ball 
So my rookie of the year would also have to go to him. Um, I, you know what? Quickly does a, does deserve uh, a mention. He he has been great. He does his oh. role for the Knicks. Oh, he's been he's been excellent off the bench. He's, this is the reason why the Knicks are one of the deepest teams in the league. Emmanuel Quickly's been great off the bench for the Knicks. Yeah, right, I just right. don't think he gets enough minutes to be in consideration. But if if yeah. he got an uptick in minutes, then I, I think he would definitely uh, have the same uh, or around the same numbers as all these other guys we mentioned. Yes, right. yes, yes. And the difference is Lamelo Ball is the leader of this Hornets team. Emmanuel Quickly is not quite there yet, but no disrespect to him, he's been fantastic this year. Um, so I think if anyone doesn't have any further comments, that'll do it for our show today. It'll be rather short. Um, we're going to get into some more awards as we carry on here throughout the next couple shows. Um, got an exciting show coming to you guys next Saturday. I won't spoil anything quite yet, but, um, maybe we'll get you some more details on Tuesday. Um, shout out to Jace for the idea for next Saturday's show. It's going to be great. Uh, Steve, thanks for joining us as no, always. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, Sean, thanks for being on as always. You know, you're always welcome here. <laughs> I'm joking. You're on the show. Um, <laughs> and obviously Isaiah was not with us today, but shout out to Isaiah for everything he does for us. And of course, big Jace behind the scenes running the producing job. Um, shout out to him as well. So for Steve Richard, Sean Scanlon, big Jace, this has been Lucas Bolduck and the Posting Up Podcast. <laughs>